solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 12, The Mirror of Erised. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And this is Potter Watch. Well, we're really excited that you guys all figured out the password from last week. The Dursleys did, in fact, give Harry a 50 pence piece, which is probably one of the best presents he's ever yeah, gotten. Yeah, Harry from does say that it's this was a good haul this year. And I was like, oh, we had to be reminded of Harry's sad, sad past. But it was a good reminder of his sad past as we go into the Mirror of Erised, where he's longing to experience his family and stuff again. So, you know, the 50 pence piece is to remind you of how terrible his childhood was so that you cry more at this chapter. Also, you know, just he's not a material things person. Yeah, it's the thought that counts, but maybe a little more thought than a 50 pence piece. Um. Just right off the bat, I think that this first paragraph is so funny in hindsight. The lake froze solid, and the Weasley twins were punished for bewitching several snowballs so that they followed Quirrell around, bouncing off the back of his turban. I love this. It's amazing. Because let's point out that Fred and George are in fact throwing snowballs at Voldemort's face. At his face. (laughs) His face. And he can't do shit about it. I love it. They're so ahead of their their time, the books, just Fred and George always doing amazing things. My next note is, Draco, please mind your own business. Like, why are you always in Harry and Ron's, like, I don't know. He's just... My note on that is LOL at Malfoy for thinking that would upset Harry. Yeah, like, <laughs> also, my I love this Malfoy bit, because Mal, um, even later in this chapter, Malfoy's like, oh, yeah, Harry, like, you swallowed the ball yeah. or whatever. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. And Harry's like, okay. And everyone else is like, it was really impressive, impressive that he stayed on the broom. Malfoy's like, yeah, well, Harry doesn't have parents, so. Yeah, like, that's his go-to. I'm like, all right, I'm glad that, it, see, if I were Harry, I'd count that as a win. Anytime Harry brought, I mean, Draco brought up my parents, I'd be like, well, he doesn't have anything else to make fun of me for, so he's run out of things. Although for, like, staying at Hogwarts, I was like, I wonder if Malfoy's, like, jealous because his dad is, like, basically abusive to him, and he, like, doesn't want to, like, deal with his dad over the holidays. That's true, but I also think, like, his mom sends him, like, treats all the time. I think he does, even though his dad puts a lot of pressure on him, I think he does have fond memories of being I mean, yeah, like, he was obviously well taken care of. And Pia's such a shit, though. Like, always bringing up the fact that he doesn't have parents, like... And always bringing up that Ron is poor, like... Um, They're just such low dicks. Are you going to Hagrid's hut? That probably feels like a palace to you and your family. Shut up, Malfoy. Please go away. Like, no one is talking to you. It's not clever. (laughs) Not clever. They're terrible. I... My little shit. Always, always earning his name. Um. Um. This is, like, the most that Harry and Ron have ever spent in the library and will ever until maybe the fourth one when Harry doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. But here's the thing. My favorite part about this is that 
as soon as Hermione, like, they're super into Nicholas Flamel. They're doing their research. Yeah. And then as soon as Hermione leaves, they're like, well, we got distracted by other things and we yeah. stopped doing the research. This but they so- weren't complaining about going to the No, library, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. just, like, classic them. Like, Hermione is the glue that makes them, like, get anything accomplished. That's so true. I know. I miss Hermione in this chapter. Same. Which is so sad because I love this chapter so much and it just happens to be a chapter where we don't get much Hermione. Yeah. But we do get a little glimpse of her at the beginning. And at the very end. Yeah. I think. Or maybe that's not my chapter. Um, I also love that they don't hide that they're looking for Fl- Flamel's stuff from Hagrid. They, like, do not respect him as a re- authority figure. Also, they're hoping to get more information out of him. That's true. It was just, it was funny. I was like, wow, that's rude. Also, I just thought it was funny. Ron's idea of research was... Picking books at random. It says, Ron strode off down a row of books and started pulling them off the shelves at random. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hermione took out a list of subjects and titles she had decided to search. <laughs> Wonderful. And then Harry just wanders over to the restricted section. I think that's all very encapsulating of all of their characters. <laughs> yes, very true. Um... My another thing that I love this is like her uh, J.K. Rowling being a great writer is when she lists off the textbooks that they're using. Yes, the same. they're modern, they're recent, and we know as people who have read the series before that they have all of these like um, modern era like in the past ten years because Nicholas Flamel is so old, so all of he his, won't be he wouldn't them. be in those books and. That's what I'm saying about how to properly set up a mystery is you need to be able to go back and track what you missed and you can see it the next time through. And I think she's so clever with that. She does such a good job. Ditto. Oh, I just think this little cute thing about Hermione's parents is also cute. Uh, it's They're very safe because they're dentists. Yeah, that's the only thing we know about Hermione's parents. They're muggles and they're dentists. And they apparently don't miss her because she spends all of her free time yeah. with Ron and Louise, even though I she know. apparently has loving parents. I she did go home this Christmas, the first one, and yeah. like never again. She's like, "Mom and Dad will be disappointed, but I've explained that everyone's staying at school for." Ugh. It's sad. It is sad. I also think, I don't know if we've already talked about this, but it's sad in the fourth one when only people who are staying for the holidays get to go to the Yule Ball because my parents would not, would not be having it. Like me being like, I'm not spending Christmas with the family because I'm going to the ball at school, but I would really want to go to the Yule Ball. I feel like that's all just like overlooked though, like how all of that works. That's true. I just always think about that when I get yeah. to that point. That's, like, but, three books ahead. But and I, they're also, like, at a boarding school already, so it's already, like, a weird dynamic. But that would make you want to go home more. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, my parents would not, like, if I was gone all year, they'd be like, you're coming home for Christmas. Stop complaining. And I'd be like, yeah. but I want to go to the ball. <laughs> okay, Cinderella. Um, I said it honestly doesn't make sense that Rod is good at chess and Hermione isn't. Because it's, like, a game solely about logic and, like, strategy. And we see time and time again that's, like, not Ron's forte and it is Hermione's. And it's not like it's a magic game. Like, yes, this is a magical version of it, but, like, chess, like, muggles play that. (laughs) I know how to play chess. (laughs) Yeah, it's... 
it is a rough thing. It's sort of like what you were saying last week, where yeah. it's like also more of a Slytherin game. Um, but the way I I defend it is like uh, the wizard's chest. Like Ron has is has a relationship with his characters, so I kind of I guess hold on to the facts That's that are true. magical. Like it's it's less about strategy because you ha- the, your team can talk to you. So it's like how Harry's pieces keep asking him to do this move and do that move. Um, Ron knows what his team is best at. It's more like a sports team as opposed to... That's true. And Ron like, really likes Quidditch. He yeah. definitely knows how it works and the rules and stuff. But I guess I'm, I don't have a problem with Ron being really good at it. It's more that Hermione's really bad at it. Because she would be really good at it. I also think that Hermione doesn't like the violence of it. So she, and at least that's what they try to put in the movies. They're like, it's barbaric, you know? Um, And so she like steers away from the game. She has more important things to do. Like find out who Nicholas Flamel is. And it definitely makes sense that Harry is not very good at it. Oh, yeah, certainly. But Harry also... (laughs) He's very much in the moment, like, doesn't think... Classic uh, Gryffindor, um, he bulldozes through things, anything that it... Like, gut feeling, which, like, chess is not about your gut feeling. (laughs) Yeah, certainly. Um... (laughs) Okay, and here's the part of the chapter where Ron starts to lose me. Oh, boy. (laughs) What did you expect? Turnips? (laughs) I had a note about this, too. Ron has no patience for any of Harry's experiences in this chapter. And he just can't... He doesn't have the empathy at this point or his age to understand the gravity of seeing his parents in the mirror or the importance of him not having any gifts. Like, he does tell Mrs. Weasley that he wouldn't have yeah. that many, but when Harry's like, oh, I have presents, Ron's like, what do you expect, turnips? Like, duh. Like, it's just everything... Com- the pr- Even though Ron comes from a poor family, he still has that privilege Love, of yeah. being loved, which I think is really well set up in this chapter, but I also lose patience a little bit with Ron because he just sort of dismisses Harry's feelings. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, but I disagree that it's, he's, like, losing patience with her. I think it's ignorance. Like, he doesn't get it. And that's That was my note, was, like, Ron and basically everyone really doesn't understand how Harry that's grew true. up. That's I, yeah. And I also think that, like, Harry doesn't talk about it. Not like, oh, Ron should, like, Harry needs to, like, tell him specifically. But I'm, I'm sure that, like, Harry doesn't, like, because he's, like, very humble and, like, isn't going to be like, oh, poor me. Like, this is how I grew up. Yeah. So he probably never told Ron, like, yeah, I got, like, old used socks for Christmas or mm-hmm. nothing. Or, you know, I got, like, who knows if he even really knows also, about his cupboard. But Harry's also pretty, like, the cupboard is something specific. But the Harry's pretty upfront about how he's treated in sort of, like, a dark comedy way. Like, people will be like, don't you want to say goodbye to Harry? And Harry will be like, no, really, it's fine. They don't care about me. Yeah, like, I, mean, I don't think he's hiding anything, and I do agree that he's upfront. I just mean, like, he's not going to, like, come forward with information to, like, complain about it. Like, if someone asks him, and Ron's like, what were you, um, about the present? He's like, yeah, this is actually really good. Like, he's not not gonna tell him but he's also not gonna like complain do you know what I mean 
What does a 50 pence piece look like? I'm from America. Not that different, different. from a galleon, right? Why I is mean, Ron like, so obsessed with it? Galleons are like thicker, I'm assuming, not having actually had a galleon. But um, a 50 pence piece is like not that different from like a 50 pence. 50 cent piece here like you know the the half dollar yeah and that looks like a galleon i guess you know I, like I, or at least the galleons in the movies i expect a galleon to look like those um chocolate yes. like gold coins that's yes. how which technically they're a little different but like run and it also like says 50 pence on it it also looks but either way a galleon is that shape and it's gold and a 50 pence piece is a round shape and a smaller silver. size a silver but silver yeah you know but i'm sure it looks like a canut or something like that yeah and even a pound like the coin pound Mm -hmm. is like a small galleon i'm assuming so clearly it's money ron i don't know why you're having such trouble but maybe he just meant like is this like a lot like is this this money okay okay that that's true um but that's just another example how, like, separated the wizarding world is from the muggle world, where I would assume, like, they know more because they've been living among, like, they, like. But Ron doesn't really live among them. He yeah, lives in, like, true. a wizard village away. And, like, we've been yeah. saying, he, he doesn't, um, he doesn't have friends outside of yeah. his family. Now and they the, don't go into like town. Or I would anything. love to see things from the black perspective, like Walburga and Narcissa and Sirius and all of them, because even though they seem to hate Muggles, they lived, they grew up. Wow, like Sirius. Hmm. Did you say Sirius? No. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Sirius doesn't hate them, but their family's meant to yeah. hate Muggles, but they live right smack in the middle I of know, a Muggle. That's so funny. Um, apartment complex. Well. Like, neighborhood. Like, townhouses. Isn't, like, oh, it's, like, like oh, row homes, okay, row home. Sorry, yeah, Whatever. Sorry. Either way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Also, Weasley sweaters! I it's know. our first mention of Weasley sweaters, and I love them. I want one because Weasley and Wilson, so I could just wear a W. Oh, but you wouldn't get an M for Molly? Well, I just would feel like a Weasley. Oh, okay. okay. Molly Weasley. M-W. <laughs> Did they get Hermione presents? This is what I'm thinking. I know. I was wearing it too because he was like, and Hermione got me. I feel like Harry probably did. But they didn't even mention like if Ron got Harry anything, which I know later I think it says he does. He, no, I, definitely he does. But I don't know. I feel like they probably did. Probably like candy or something like that. Yeah. I also think it's sweet that I don't think I was like buying presents for my friends when I was 11. Like my mom, like I'd be like, mom, let's get this for, I'd go shopping with my parents. But since it's that thing, like since they're in boarding school, they have to be a little more independent. And I just thought it was really sweet. Like Hermione got them candy and I don't know. It was cute. My friends in middle school and I, we did exchange gifts. But 11 is in middle school. Like I did. Yeah, sixth grade. Oh, sorry. I grew up in Texas and sixth grade is not middle school. school. Oh, it was where, like, where I was. It's still a yeah. part of elementary school. Yeah. And then did you like junior high, like seventh, eighth and ninth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I moved here in seventh. So I got yeah. back into what would middle be. Middle school. Yeah. The middle of middle school. Um, yeah. So sixth grade like was middle school, I think for a lot of people. Yeah. But. And I guess when I moved that year, my friends, like, made me, um, like, one of my friends made me the 
Ashley Simpson mixtape. I was really oh. happy about it, and they got me like a Build-A-Bear. Wow, I've never got a Build-A-Bear. Oh my gosh, Emily. I know. I'm going to get you one now. No, get thanks. ready. You don't want one? <laughs> I know this might surprise you, but I'm not a big like stuffed animal person. Well, maybe that's why nobody got you a Build-A-Bear. Well, I mean, I never even like went to like, build a bear. Like, you should go. It's an experience. I, want, I would have liked to have gone when I was younger. Yeah. Now I feel like I need to go with a kid because it would yeah. be more fun. That's true. I need to go find one. <laughs> I've got a whole class full, so I don't want to incriminate myself on air. Take your pick. <laughs> How weird would that be if, like, the two of us just was like, "Yeah, we're here to build a bear." It was, it's not that weird. People do like adult people build build a bears for kids all the time or for friends because you can get like ones for football teams or one for popular things because you forget not all adults are like you and do like stuffed things some of them stuffed Stuffed, okay (laughs) that came out weird like stuffed peppers or something yeah (laughs) anyway um speaking of no never mind not really speaking of but fred and george speaking of stuffed no, I was thinking of like adults. I don't know. Anyway, my thing is that Fred and George, it's like dad humor. They're like, you know that we know we're called Greg and Forge. Like, I love the I Greg and Forge it. joke. I love it, but it is kind of like dad humor. I you know, know, which is why I love it so much. Same. I think because I love dad humor. Oh, so amazing. I, I saw it. this post on Tumblr. And it just, it made me, like, half sad, but half funny. Um, it was, like, it was, like, um, and it said, appreciation post, uh, for James Potter, RIP him not being able to make dad jokes, because, Aww. like, because he would have such dad humor, and I was yeah. like, that's so true, he would make such dad jokes. Oh, now I'm sad about it. That's so sad. But, Yeah. I'm getting really into Marauders lately, guys. If there are any fandom fanfiction people. Yeah, you have to say, like, Marauders what? Like, you have to say fanfiction. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm getting really into Marauders in- era fanfiction right now. I usually stay within Potter era or, um, I don't know what other... There's, like, another word for it, the Potter era. But, you know, the canon of the books. And, uh, and I've dabbled in Next Gen, but this is my first steps into Marauder's Era, and I'm really loving it. Of course, I ship Wolfstar. Well, our Twitter poll, all all six people that voted, it was tied <laughs> between fanfiction and, like, an in-depth look at Harry Potter, so we'll probably do both special episodes at different points, but we'll probably do the fanfiction one first, so that'll work. Like, Alex will put together some things to, like, teach me um, about like the fan fiction world. So if you have like suggestions or anything, feel free to like tweet them oh, at yeah, us or post. Oh yeah, please do. If and you know, I'm always down to talk to people about ships and their different AUs and canons and what you believe. So if that's like message us there too, and I'll and talk we to do you about have a Tumblr. Um, it's called Potter Watch Podcast. I don't know. Tumblr.com. Okay, yeah. you'll find it. It's on our Facebook page. It's the same picture as of us, too. Yeah. Um, anyway. Oh my gosh, this is the second time we've done a social media plug in the middle. I think it's kind of better to do it in the middle than, like, at the top or something. Then it's like, we're not 
Yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. It's yeah. just funny that we did it like that. Yeah. I mean, we just want people to, like, interact with us. That's true. I do want more fan interaction. Oh, I, um, at the end, I'll read some of our iTunes reviews, because I think they're fun. Okay, cool. If I remember. (laughs) Okay, so this is a question for Molly, because we're getting to that point with Harry getting the invisibility cloak. What would you do? What would the first thing you'd do with the invisibility cloak? That's a good question, because you know I'm such a rule follower. Yeah. Um, man, I didn't even, like, think about what I would do. Like, that's, um, I don't know. I, see, I would feel, like, uncomfortable being, like, invisible and, like, people not knowing, like, I'm there. Like, I would definitely feel like I'm intruding. Like, if people were, like, talking and I, like, overheard it, I would just, I would feel so, like, guilty. I would love that. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I'd probably... Like, eavesdrop on, like, what teachers talk about. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I think I would want to do that, too. Like, I would want to hear them gossiping about, like, students and stuff like that. But I, like, I am a nosy person, but I think I would feel like I was cheating by, like, using an invisibility cloak. I'd use it so much. I feel like I'd yeah, what be very similar to to Harry. Like, I'd just, like... It'd be my best friend, the invisibility cloak. You'd go to the library? No, not the first thing. Like, but if I, but yes, I would use it to break a rule or like do the, if I was trying to find this Nicholas Flamel thing, I would use it to go to the restricted section. I would use it to see if friends are talking about me behind my back. I'd use it, um, I, I like in the third book when Malfoy, he uses it to throw like snowballs at Malfoy I'd do that on the regular see I wouldn't be um like daring enough to do that like I'd be so afraid of like getting caught or like someone seeing me like my hand or something like that like I'd be too scared to like use it for like those kinds of things yeah like I'd probably use it for very like mundane stuff or if I like didn't want to deal with people I would put it on Oh, I would do that all the time, though. Like, if I... I'd, like, get a book, put it on, on, or, like, my computer so I could read fan fiction and just go under my invisibility cloak. Or if I didn't feel like putting on, like, pants that day. Like, I would just go around in the invisibility cloak. I feel like I'd at least... This is bad. I'd probably, like, steal something. (laughs) Steal? You were like, I'm a rule follower. I know, I know, but I feel like I would just do it one time. See, that's what I would feel guilty about, is the stealing. I know, but I don't know why I would do that. I don't know if I actually would. That's... I'm kind of, like, just talking on my ass, but... Like, one time I was a child and I stole a a purple glitter gel pen, and I still have guilt from that, and I was, like, five years old. Um, I don't think I stole anything when I was a little kid, but, um... Because I, my Catholic guilt would, like, kick in real quick. <laughs> I remember one time, speaking of Catholic, <laughs> we were, like, you, like, get communion when, like, at church, and, like, it's, like, a, like, it's called, um, bread, and it's, like, this little, like, wafer, kind of. Yeah, we use those, too. Well, not every... At the Baptist, you know, it was... Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> I forget we're talking to a whole group of people. I was like, Molly, I know what a wafer is. <laughs> not I, we do that in the Baptist yeah. church, too. Well, yeah, I know it's not just Catholic, but, like, I remember this one time, I thought it was being so bad, and I 
like pretended to take it in my mouth and I like like faked it and then I like held it in my hand and went back to the pew and I showed my sister and my mom saw me showing my sister it and she was like put that in your mouth <laughs> you hid the body of Christ yeah basically and my mom was so bad but I asked my mom about it and she does not remember <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to get in trouble because, um, or not me, I wouldn't get in trouble. My friend used to get in trouble at church because she wasn't baptized, but she would always lie because it was like cool. And go up and get. Get the ooh, wafer and drink yeah, the little that's juice. that's real bad. That's like, that's a sin. I know. Mm. Also just, hi mom, I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Back. Also, I always oh. forget that the cloak is a cloak because in oh, the movie yeah. they make it like this blanket, but in the when they go into the gorgeous animation, by the way, in Oh, in the um, picture book. In part 1. No, in um in 7 part 1. Oh, where yeah, it, I love they 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 make it a cloak yeah. and I was like, "Oh, right, it's a cloak." And all this fan fiction I read is like it's always a cloak, and I always forget. I'm like, "Why are they talking about pulling the Pulling the hood up. The first one, I think it looks like a cloak because you can see like the hood part when he because he oh, yeah. around his head. Mm-hmm. It's like my body's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my next note, <clears throat> excuse me, my next note is about um, Percy, and I just thought it was interesting that in this first book, it's like. Percy's already rejecting his family. Like, he doesn't sit with them. He doesn't want to wear a sweater. And, like, I think it's cute how, like, Fred and George, like, make him. Um, Same. I love that about Fred and George. That they're like, you're sitting with family today. But in that same regard, I was also thinking, like, I feel like Percy's the most bullied in his family, especially by Fred and George. Like, they really, like, pick on him the most. And I know he's, like, so pretentious and, like, all of that stuff. But, like... I think, and I'm sure, like, his other siblings probably make fun of him. And I think Ron is also kind of, like... Ron, but I think that's what I'm saying. We were talking about last week about it's like how... It's like It's how they communicate. Like, I think just Percy's not good at that type of communication. Right, so he doesn't do it back, so I feel like he... But I think he does it back in a more mean way. Like, Fred and George do it in a teasing way. And I think Percy does that thing where he's, like, you guys are, like, not gonna achieve anything you know, makes fun of them for not being as studious as him. Does he, I don't, I can't think of any examples in the books where he does that. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't, but. I think I'm thinking, like, later, which could just be later Percy when he's, like, judging everyone in the Weasley family. So I shouldn't really judge it on that. But it, in that, I got the impression that that was something, that was how Percy judges Like, he does, like, boss them around. Like, he's, like you know, tells everyone what to do, but, like, I don't think he kind of, like, like, pokes at them and, like, their flaws, like, they kind of do to him. And I'm not, like, I'm the biggest Percy defender, but I've kind of been, like, looking out for that kind of thing in this book. Yeah, um, I have a friend who is a big Percy sympathizer, and she's probably gonna listen to this, so I'll watch what I say. Shout out. We get, um, we get into, like, arguments about it a lot, but she does bring up that point that, 
Percy is sort of bullied by his family, but I also, I see it as, like, lighthearted bullying. Like, sometimes you need to call people on their shit. It's like with our other friend that we had who has, like, that beautiful voice. Yeah. Anytime they would start singing and our group of friends would be like, oh, your voice is terrible. Like, you know, just because, you know, you need, even though someone's really talented or something, the people that love you need to bring you down a peg to remind you. But, like, I think it's, like, fun and games to, like, Fred and George or, like, probably to Charlie or Bill, but to Percy, it's not, like, fun or or whatever. Like, he doesn't joke around with them like that, that we see at least. That's true. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Because you know when, like, other people are, like, teasing or, like, having a laugh and you're, like, not having it? Yeah, and it like, feels like you're so upset, kind of, because yeah, they're, like, cause you, it's not funny. Like, and you don't want to be the, yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, constantly at the stick in the mud, which... Again, like, that's part of his personality, which I'm not saying is, like, a good way to be, but I've just kind of been I also, recognizing that, I guess. I also think just in defense of the people who aren't Percy, like, you know, defenders, um, this is true of Fred and George, but it's not really true for Ron. Ron doesn't really make fun of Percy, and neither does Jenny. Jenny and Percy are, like, yeah. fine. Ron, I feel like, is just mean to all of his siblings. Not, like, fun in games. Yeah. And I'm sure that Percy and Charlie get along fine, because Char... Oh, no, 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 Percy and Bill get along fine, because Bill was really studious, and Ben was... And Bill was head boy, and... But Bill's, like, cool. Yeah, Bill has that earring and the long hair. Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, I don't know, and I don't... But he certainly doesn't get it from Molly and Arthur, who really dote on him and love him and are like, oh, Percy, you're perfect, so it doesn't really explain why he's awful to them later. And I don't think that Fred and George are specifically doing that to Percy. Like, they make fun of all of their siblings. Yeah. Like, that's just their relationship with their siblings, and I don't... I'm not saying, like, what they're doing is wrong. Like, they're the reason that he like ends up deserting the family yeah. or anything and that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying that he's already ostracizing himself from his family and I think it might be because he's so different like he doesn't joke around and like yeah. he he's kind of bullied for that and like probably doesn't make him want to hang out with them if they're just gonna like make fun of him or like steal his badge or like whatever no I I, I, yeah. I fully agree with you um and I, I'm usually not this big of a Percy defender. I think it's just like I'm trying to like find new things that it's I've good. never paid attention it's to. It's good. I'm trying. I'm trying to yeah like Percy more this round. And as uh, I'm not so, even saying that makes me like him more. It just makes me understand him a little bit more. Yeah, I guess that's not my kind of like. I have empathy for a lot of like characters who do bad things, and that particular brand of. Like, I don't, I don't usually have empathy for characters like that who, like, I don't know. Who, like, go against their family. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm such, like, a family person, and that's just a personal. Yeah. And, like, I definitely had the relationship with my siblings, like, Fred and George have, like, where we call each other on our shit, that kind of thing. Same. And I have that kind of relationship with my family, too. Not necessarily with my brother, but with my cousins and my aunts. Like, we all talk like that, and all of my extended family were really close so I guess I sort of, I know that, like, tongue-in-cheek humor, and even though, like, they, they do sometimes poke at the things that make you upset, it's not, I would, I choose my family first over most things, mm-hmm. so I guess I don't, it's hard for me to have empathy for people who don't do that, because yeah. I'm like, we all gotta make that sacrifice. Yeah. 
Um, also, why doesn't Ron's sweater have a letter on it? Why is Ron's sweater the only one that doesn't? No, Harry's is the only one that does it. No, Harry's has an H. And then, no, Fred and George say, I guess you don't need a letter to Harry. And, like, the whole series, Harry's doesn't have a letter. Like, sometimes she puts a snitch on it. I think one year she put a dragon on it. Oh, see, I thought it was Ron. No, it's Harry's. They say, you got a sweater too? I see she didn't put a letter on it or something like that. Oh. I'm not reading, but... Um, well, no, so it doesn't say it specifically because they are talking to Ron. He's like, I hate Maroon. And then George observes, you've got a letter on yours. You haven't got a letter on yours. I suppose she thinks you don't forget your name. But that just seems like a line they would say to Harry. Like, they wouldn't say that to Ron. Yeah, I just, because it comes after, right after they're talking yeah. to Ron, I assumed they were talking to Ron, and I was like, why is Ron's maroon sweater the only one that doesn't get a letter on it? I No, love... but I thought Harry, they described Harry's as having an H on it. No. I think maybe in the movies it has an H on it. Emerald green. It doesn't say anything about a letter. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know for sure that one year she puts a snitch on it. No, I do remember that. Yeah. Um. If you're not a Weasley, you don't get a letter, I guess. Yikes. <laughs> I think, well, his is, like, extra nice, though. Like yeah, it's, this. like, fancy. But yeah, my next, my note was I love how into family Fred and George are because I think even though that's their way of communicating with their family is like to tease a lot. I think yeah. they love their family oh, so definitely. much. Especially their mom. Like they love Molly and they poke fun at Molly too. And I think that's just, you know, that's them. them. That's how they exactly. show their love. I agree too. Yeah. Because if they don't like you, they straight up don't deal with you. And like they're so protective of their parents. Right. And they also are the, even though they're the first to get angry at Percy, they're also the first to, like, forgive Percy later. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think that... And they get kicked off of the Quidditch team. For defending their family. Yeah. And, like, there are little times throughout the books where they say, like, that's a lot of money. Like, they're worried about, like, their parents and just, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just see them defending their parents a lot, especially their dad with Malfoy and stuff like that. And same with Ron. Like, Ron's, like, fierce about his family, too, I think. Oh, I love the Weasleys. This is making me, like, get emotional because just the Weasley family, I love it. But, yeah, Percy um, joining in. So, like, they, they asked him to join in, but then later in that chapter... Like, Percy's, like, chasing them to try and get the, his prefix badge back. Yeah. Like, they're like, you have to spend time with us. But then they, like, steal his badge. I love it. Um, Hagrid kissing McGonagall on the cheek at the I feast. knew you were going to point that out. <laughs> and they were like, McGonagall blushed. I'm like, this is amazing. It's not in this book. I think it's in the third book. When there's only, um, like, 12 of them at the table for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Well, 13 because of, like, Trelawney or whatever. But um, I love it because I'm like, that would be so fun if it was just, like, you and, like, a couple other students and, like, the teachers. I don't, to me, that's, like, fun. Yeah. Because it's, like, you get to, like, actually, like, <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Like, no, that, no, that's cool. 
Yeah. Um, like, you just see everyone, like, loosened up, like, not in, like, teacher mode. Are you to the cloak yet? Yes. I have a note on that. Okay. This is gorgeous. I just love the description of the cloak, the pacing of the scene where he's really looking at the cloak, like, by himself, because it, it's so important. This is the first thing he gets that's from his dad, or from any of his parents, and he's so affected by it, and the writing really displays that. His father's. This had been his father's. He let the material flow over his hands, smoother than silk, light as air. Use it well, the note had said. He had to try it. Now. He slipped out of bed and wrapped the cloak around himself. Looking down at his legs, he saw only moonlight and shadows. It was a very funny feeling. Use it well. It just, I just think the way she writes that, it's like weirdly like poetic. It takes you out of it. And um, you guys just heard the reading of it in the audiobook, And he really takes his time with it. And it, I don't know. I just, I think it's a really effective way to describe him seeing the cloak. And then the whole scene of him running from Filch and... I don't know, just this first use of the cloak is all very, very cool. It reminds me of, you know, what I imagine James, you know, for the first, for time, the first yeah. time using it, like when he got it passed down from his dad. And I was just like nodding along, like people can hear me nodding. But yes, I agree with what you're saying. Um, my note on this was, God, I'm talking about my theory. Was, um, so, like, what was the meaning of use it well? Like, what was Dumbledore trying to convey? Oh, that's good. And I was like, that's an interesting thing to say about it. Like, use it well. And, yes, it's be, we're thinking about it specifically in this book. But if you're thinking about it in, like, the context of the series and Dumbledore's, like, suggesting, like, use it well. Like, I use like, it. I'm liking your theory. I have another I thing later yeah. in the chapter that goes to your theory as yeah, well. Yeah, I do, too. Well, that was the first thing I was like, what is the meaning here? Because I think that it's more than just, like, meets the surface. I also, you know, we're saying, like, we love. I love that Harry, like I said it before, gets to have this time alone with the cloak. Yeah, and he kind of, like, thinks about that, too. Yeah, he hides it from Fred and George when they come in the room when he first gets it. And he doesn't wake Ron up, which Ron doesn't understand. Yeah, more like a, oh, man. Yeah, you should have waked me up. Why didn't you wake me up? Why didn't you take me with you? Yeah. Although, I feel like you you would... probably have that first same reaction i mean i would if i heard of it i'm like oh i want to do it (laughs) yeah take me with you yeah um harry is so bad at like running away like he's literally invisible and he's still like ends up right next to filch like how are you that bad at (laughs) like he's like running i'm like there's no need to run you can just like escape away (laughs) like this is just classic Harry. Just classic. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Do you think Snape knew James had an invisibility cloak during school? Because Snape seems to know about Harry's 
at some point in the novels. Like, he suspects. So I just, do you think Snape knew about James's? I don't think he knew for sure. He probably suspected. Okay. That's all, that's the only note I have. Because I like to think about Snape and his relationship with Harry's parents. So I was just like, I wonder. And also, like, how much Dumbledore told him. Yeah. I don't think Dumbledore would have told him about the invisibility. I don't think so either. So, my next notes um, are just a sequence of quotes that made me want to cry um, in this Mirror of Arishead segment. The first one is, just a reminder about his mother's eyes, his father's glasses, and hair. That's when things started to go downhill. You're, like, tearing up right now. And then, um, half joy, half terrible sadness. Thanks, J.K. Rowling, for that quote. Those people only existed in the mirror. Oof. Um, and then before he leaves the first time, that just there's this paragraph where he's like, I have to go. I know I have to go because Filch, they're going to be checking beds soon. And he's like, he says to them, I'll come back. Rough. Yeah. I, my note on that was, like, he gets to spend Christmas with his family. Stop. I really won't cry right now. <laughs> Well, I had never really thought about it that this was, like, Christmas Day. Yeah. Until, like, I've actually really enjoyed rereading the the book this time and, like, trying to find things because I am picking up on things that I haven't before, especially with this chapter. Like, this hasn't been a chapter that I've always, like, loved. And, like, rereading it this time, I'm like, this is such a great chapter. And I was really picking up on things I've never picked up on before. Yeah, I really loved, loved this chapter. Um, um, I also picked a new thing I picked up this chapter, which this could be something that everybody picks up, is that Harry and Ron are um, two sides of the same coin. Like, they each want what the other has. Like, Harry's greatest thing is that he wants a big family that loves and cares yeah. about him. And Ron's thing is that he wants fame and glory. And it's really interesting, because we talked in the first, like, when they meet on the train, that um, it's sad for Ron, because he has this friend who, like, yeah. even after having all these siblings, then he gets a friend that's famous, too. And I think it's also kind of sad for Harry that he has to... But he gets the adopted family. Yeah. And Ron sort of in the end of it all, does get the fame of being in the Golden Trio that defended. Yeah. I uh, think Defeated Voldemort. I have thought about that in other contexts, not necessarily in this one, but later on in the series, I think that's a similar thought has crossed my mind. I just think it's great here. That yeah. They, no, they have this, like, juxtaposition. Definitely. But I didn't, I didn't think about it here. Um, so good... Catch. And this is where this whole scene where Ron goes to the mirror with Harry and Harry's taking him back and Harry's like, this is, I saw my parents and we're going to go there. Ron's like, can we not go? Like, my feet are cold. Like, I'm cold. Like, why are we going? And I'm just like, Ron, do you not understand the gravity of this situation? And then when Ron gets in front of the mirror, Ron's like, oh, I'm winning this cup and blah, blah, blah. And Harry's like, okay, let me see my parents again. This is more important than you seeing your cup. And I understand that this is Ron's time in front of the mirror. Yeah. But he clearly doesn't understand how important it is to Harry that he hasn't 
seen his family before. Like, this is his only time to be with his parents. Yeah, no, I think, but you just said it. Like, he doesn't understand it. Like, I know. It's just, but no as a reader, idea. it, like, frustrates yeah. me. Because I'm just like, Ron, like, please think about someone outside of yourself. Well, I did. Because Harry has that empathy. When he first meet Ron, meets Ron, he's able to be like, oh, like, I'll say the rat yeah. spell worked. Like, it's not their age. But we don't see it from Ron's perspective ever. So That's we don't true. know what's in Ron's, like, inner dialogue ever. Mm-hmm. Um, which would be really interesting, I think. Seeing, like, the whole series from Ron's point of view would actually be fascinating. Because he's there for, like, all of it. Yeah. Anyway, my thought on Ron was, so, well, first of all, I was thinking that this is really where we see Harry's, like, obsessive characteristic come through, and, like, we see that in many of the books, like, especially in the sixth one, where he obsesses over Draco and the Half-Blood Prince, and then in the seventh one, where he's obsessing over the Hallows, and in both cases, there are lines, and I don't know them, like, quote for quote, but they're about how... Hermione's encouraging him, like, you need to be thinking about X. And yeah. Harry's so consumed with whatever his obsession is. Like, with the Hallows, she's like, we need to be working on Horcruxes. But he's, like, obsessed with Hallows and, like, Dumbledore. And but in like, every situation, Harry's right. But, like, in this, I'm not saying, I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, here, he says, like, Flamel, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Like, and I think that's just like really interesting part of Harry's characteristic. How he does have this kind of obsessive. Ob- yeah, I'm yeah. not saying any. I'm not making a judge. I'm not passing a judgment on it. I'm just like noting it. Yeah. And I think in a lot of those situations, Ron cautions against it. Like with the diary, he's like, "Harry, I'm telling you, don't do this." Yeah. Like, and and with the the book. Half yeah. Blood Prince book. He's Ron like, and Hermione. Are, oh no, Ron is for the Half Blood Prince. Book. There's another. I I don't remember what it is now. It's not just the diary. There's something else where he's like, Harry, I'm serious. Like, don't put it on or don't don't do this or something like that. And I think that's partly Ron's like knowledge of the magical world. But and I think it's interesting that even though Ron's like, I want my time in front of the mirror, he doesn't want to go back. Like, he doesn't have that need to like see it again. Yeah, which. Is I just think it's like interesting, but that those are my thoughts on it. Um, so have you ever? Did you ever read J.K. Rowling's uh, autobiography? No, I started to watch the Lifetime movie about it, and I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so in it, there's this bit about what she sees in the mirror of Erised, and about why she why Harry's parents basically died. One, the book doesn't really work without Harry's parents dying, but her mom died as she was writing the books. And so then she just understood that pain and then she could, like, write Harry having his parents die. Right. And she would see, she was like, she would see, be with her mom in the Mirror of Erised and that always, like, chokes me up a little bit. I knew that her mom played a big part in the whole series, like, in her dealing with that um loss and everything and dealing with depression and things like that i knew i've like read other things about that but it's so uh, upsetting yeah well that kind of brings us so we weren't going to do an owl round this week but we did have this other activity planned 
um, where we have like a list of characters and we are trying to kind of guess what they would see in the mirror. So do you want to? You want to do it now? Yeah, might as well since we're here in the story. So um, what we're gonna do is. Um, how we're going to earn points. This is sort of like a team activity. We're yeah. not against each other this time. Is uh, We either both get points or we, we don't. don't. <laughs> right. So um, for each, so we have a list of characters. We all did the same, we both did the same characters. And if we get basically the same image in the mirror correct, then we get a point. Or like roughly the roughly same. Roughly the same. We don't, it doesn't have to be the same wording, but you know, around the same subject. And for a lot of characters, I think we will be successful. I don't know. All right, so our first Some of mine are a little too abstract, I was thinking. I was like, I don't know what they would see. No, no, no. You probably did some more inner thought. Mine are very... I don't know about that. Okay, anyway, let's just do them. Uh, uh, Let's do Snape first, because that's first on my list. Oh, that's last on my list. Okay. No, it's fine. Yeah, I just put Lily. Uh, Yeah, I put him and Lily. Yeah. So one. That one's easy, because Snape doesn't care about anyone else. Okay, so which one did you want to do next? You can pick. No, just let's go off your list. Okay, Hermione. So, this was, like, one of the more abstract, and I was trying to think, well, first, the first thought that came to my head was, like, her with the bogar, and it's, like, about school, and I was, like, I don't think what she would see in the mirror would have to do with school, because I was thinking about, like, why she's in Gryffindor, um, which isn't about, like, school or anything, and I think it, like, boils down to, like, how she feels about, like, friendship, and, like, that's, like, the most important thing to her. Mm-hmm. But I, like, that's as far as I got with, like, what her, like, greatest desire was. Hermione was hard for me, too, but I ended up with her being Minister of Magic and signing a, um, uh, uh, I guess law granting equality for all creatures. I like the, the law part, but I, and we've talked about this before, but I really disagree with the Hermione wanting to become Minister of Magic. Yeah. I think, I agree with it because... I, you know, I liked it, and that was one of the things in Cursed Child I liked. I think it makes sense that she's minister, and I think that she could get a lot done as minister, Um, and I do think that she would enjoy the title and the power that came with it, not for the sake of having power, but because she could enact a lot of change in the world. See, I completely disagree. I don't think that Hermione wants to be the, the one in charge, like, the power one, like, like, even with, like, the DA, she's like, no, Harry, you should run it. And, like, she's, like, the background character, like, organizing it and, like, setting it all up. But she doesn't want to be, like, in front, the head but of she it. wants, But she wants to be head of, like, Spew and Not other... Not really. She doesn't want to be head of it. That's not why she's, like, doing it. And I'm not it. saying that she wants to be minister because she wants to be head of it. I think... Okay, either way, the magical creatures thing was really yeah the, i think that's the main thing but um i i do i will say that i don't i think she doesn't want to be the head of da because she's never been good at defense against the dark arts like it's never been her her best subject she knows that harry knows more spells than she does in that so he should i mean be the i think leader. she knows the same spells except for expecto paternum because she taught him most of them in the fourth one not most of the ones that he uses for defensive defense and I don't know yeah I mean I, I mean like that's gonna be a conversation like we have like later. he always is able to like he was able to knock off the imperious which she wasn't she he could face the bog art when she couldn't like he's always been better at defense against the dark no oh definitely had. better but like knowing the spells not necessarily 
That's all I meant. <clears throat> I, yeah, I think we'll talk about the whole ministry thing when we talk about Cursed Child. I don't want to, like, do the yeah. whole discussion now, but um, let's move on. Um, my next is Draco. So is mine. Do you want to go first? I said the approval of his father. I said accepted by dad. Yeah. Slash himself. Yeah. Accepting himself. But, yeah, I think he bases his own self. Um, Based on what his dad, yeah. Yeah. Man, that was, I I wasn't sure if you would do the same for Draco. <laughs> oh, what did you think I'd say, Harry? No. <laughs> no. I was just thinking, like. You would have more, a different, like, perspective than me, I guess, on Draco. No, I agree that Draco's, a lot of, um, his motivations, yeah. um, stem from yeah. his father. Until, like, and not, like, necessarily adult Draco. I think it switches to Scorpius as soon as he has a son. Well, he we can't even, well, I guess if we're considering Cursed Child, but I don't. No, but, but I'm not, even without Cursed Child, I think that Draco would. But just we don't know on, adult Draco is what I'm saying. Right, but I do think that it, based on what we know about him, like even if I, like even before I read Cursed Child, I still thought Draco would be a good dad because I think he has such issues with his dad that he would be trying to, you know, his son would be, especially yeah. if we think about Slytherins, you know, really caring about their family and their family being most important to them. When he stops having that, I need to please daddy, he has that oh, I have a new family now. This is what all my focus is going to be on. Yeah, I'm just basing this solely on the seven books. The original seven. Yeah, that's, I mean. Yeah, no, that's, I'm just saying yeah. that. Um, like, I'm not even thinking, like, post the seven Yeah, books. I, sorry, yeah. I see what you're saying yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I, I did, yeah. well, clearly we had yeah. the same thing yeah. for Draco. Um, but I am, like, considering, like, the whole series, not just book one. Yeah, I am, I, for some, for most people, I'm considering the whole series. Although, for some people, it, not necessarily these people, but, um, the ones that we have on our list, but I was thinking about it, and I was, like, even for Hermione, I'm, like, right after Seven, when she obliviates her parents, I almost made hers about her parents. Yeah. Like, getting their memories back. But, um... But after we've talked about how her, she is with her parents, yeah. I don't know. I, I still, I honestly don't think that's her most important thing. I don't either. Because she's, yeah. And, like, she does bring it up to Ron, like, it or Harry, like, we have thought about this. But, like, other than that, she never mentions it. Yeah, so... So, uh, I, that's why I ended up with the one for Hermione that yeah. I did, but. Well, and, like, mine wasn't, like, a fully formed thought, but. But it was, yeah. It was more just, like, but her greatest desire is, like, kind of what she gets in the first one is, like, the, that friendship with the two of them. Yeah. But, um, so I don't know. But I think if you look at the whole books, she's, like, really about equality. And yeah. I was thinking, I did, that did cross my mind, but, um. Yeah. I didn't put it. <laughs> My next one is Neville. Yeah, same. Um, so I said um, to be, like, seen as a Gryffindor or to be, like, seen as a hero. Like, so that's, I don't, again, I don't know what that would look like in the mirror, but it's kind of, like, in the same lines of Draco for me, like, that acceptedness mm-hmm. and, like, I think that he so desperately wants to be a Gryffindor by the, especially by the end of the series. And I yeah. think that he actually kind of reaches he that desire. It. For me. The, See, that's why I didn't put that. That was what I almost put. But instead I put 
um, to be ha- living with his mom and dad again. I thought about putting that too, but I was like, that's so similar to Harry's, which obviously it's, they can have the same, but, um. Because he, like, goes and visits them all the time, and, like, I, I really think he wants his parents back. I do too. I, like, I should have put that, but I was trying to think of something different, which, if it's That's why I said all yeah. of mine are super obvious, because I was yeah. like. Yeah, I think I overthought So many mine. of these people are sad. <laughs> it's like. I know, that's true. Come on, JK. Like, everyone loses so much. Uh, so serious. Mine is also about is my serious one sad too. So yeah, for serious I had a blank, but like the obvious. See, I wasn't. I was for some reason I was like stuck. I'm like I don't want to do the obvious choice. But Harry's is like the obvious choice. Well, too. and yeah, so we didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, but but it's because Harry. We see Harry's mirror. Yeah. So I would say like for serious it would be like the. I would say the foursome. But, like, the threesome, I That's guess. what I, I said, the threesome. I said, he, James, and Lupin, happy and alive. Yeah. But, like, if, or, like, going back before, like, Peter betrayed them. Yeah. You know? I really hate Peter, so it's hard for me to, let, this is the one thing about me, I'm, like, dabbling into Marauders now. This is the one thing that has, like, has always, like, made kept me, me from it. kept me from it. It's, like, really hard for me to like Peter and a lot of people who write Marauders, rightfully so. Like, you should write Marauders with, with, an, with a kind Peter. Who they like. Who they liked. But it's hard for me to read Peter like that because it's similar to how, like, I am really, in, like, into family. It's hard for me to have sympathy for people who betray their family. It's also really hard for me to have sympathy for people who betray their friends. Because their friends were, like, a family. Yeah. Especially for, like, Sirius. Yeah. And, yeah, especially for Sirius. And Lupin, who has, like, a, a supportive family, I'm guessing, but... Hard to say. But, uh... He, these are the people who knew about who he was and accepted him for who they were and went above and beyond yeah. to help him with the whole werewolf side of himself. So on Speaking that, of Lupin, I put to be like normal, quote unquote, same, like to what I did. Lupin sees. I as said normal. himself with his friends, but with like I, okay, so I like described a scene. So he's like with his friends, but it's the full moon and he's not changing. Oh, that's so good. like you see the moon yeah. in the mirror, but like. He's human. I don't know. Like, I didn't think that his friendship was as important to him. I guess I said that because I got really, I wanted to do something where he wasn't a werewolf anymore, but that's also sort of what shapes his friendship with them. Yeah, So, like, with them all running around when he's in werewolf form, so I added them in the image just so it's like he still has them and they're still just as close, but it's also the full moon and he's not a werewolf. Like... This is kind of sad, but I I would think that he would trade in being like normal for anything. I do including too, losing his he, friends. Yeah, because he hates himself, which yeah. is so so sad. And you see that so much in book seven, and it breaks yeah. my heart. That's why I put just so You're, I'm not gonna say we got the same because oh because you. I think I. But I, like, I think we. You, it's along the same lines as the the full moon thing. That's I mean, true. But I I just mean like I specifically didn't put. Okay, his then we won't. That's we won't why. give ourselves a point. Are we giving ourselves a point for serious? Even though you yeah. didn't write it down, I but you said, said it, it before yeah. I did. Yeah. So okay. Okay. Um. You say the next one. Voldemort. So here's my thing about Voldemort. I say just in general that his image is him killing Harry 
Oh, interesting. Because I think Voldemort's, and this is, I have a little note next to mine. I think Voldemort's is always changing because he is always searching for something that he can never get. Like what he wants, he'll never achieve because his goals are always like short lived and they have to do with violence, but he really wants like love, but he doesn't know he wants love, which I think is like, you know, Voldemort's thing. Like he wants power, but what happens when he gets that power? What is, you know, he'll never be satisfied. So I think the idea of Voldemort ever being happy is something that is unattainable. So his thing that he would want most would be to kill Harry at this moment because he thinks that's what'll make him immortal. Interesting. I just put being powerful. Mine was really surface level. But I really like what you just said about like what he really wants underneath it all is love. And like what would that look like in the mirror? Would it be his mom? Because he like has a lot of hate towards his mom for like not yeah. saving herself. And hate towards his dad for abandoning his mom. Yeah, and for being a muggle. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Don't know what to think about that, but I, I think you just brought up a really good point. Um, I had Minerva Same. with also her sad. muggle man. I, yeah, I have Minerva with her husband and kids. Maybe. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if she ever wanted kids because some teachers are like, I never want kids because yeah, I'm a teacher. I would, yeah. But I just said, yeah, with her muggle man. I, I will give ourselves that one. Yeah. Oh, so sad. Anyway. Oh my gosh. What do you have for Percy? So I had Percy as minister. So magic. I have Percy for minister yeah. too. But I think they want it for separate, for different reasons. But see, I don't, I think that Hermione can make the changes that you're talking about without being minister. So I think that she doesn't want that. She doesn't want, like, the glory or whatever with being minister. I think she wants to achieve those things but not be minister. We'll have to talk about I like, yeah. I'm, I disagree with you, but I also, like, don't, I'm not, like, I don't have an adamant disagreement. Like, I don't have any facts to give you to dispute yeah. it. I just, I see, I see Hermione wanting, like, the... The same Hermione that wants to get every question right in class and be rewarded for that. I see her also, I can see her liking the title of minister. Yeah, I disagree. I don't see her liking that title. I mean, that's also, I mean, she would also have to change the title because the the books also have a very anti-establishment tone to them well no I don't even mean that I just mean like I don't think she wants that like I don't think that's important to her and maybe it's not I I I mean like I'm you know right um but talking about the mirror more I mean I think that was all of our characters right Mm -hmm. um was do you think that it changes what you see in the mirror yes like, yeah. I mean, like, I clearly, I, that, I think Voldemort's changes all the time. And I think it does change. And, like, can you ever achieve what's in the mirror? Yeah. Because I think, you know, like, Ron's and Percy's are attainable. Like, it, you know, like, it's not likely that Ron is going to be head boy and he's going to hold the Quidditch World Cup. But I do think that those things are things, physical things that not like, could be accomplished. Could they be attainable, but... Are they ever attained? Like, yes. does anyone I, ever reach? I do think their that. greatest desire. Because, like, if for example, if Voldemort is to kill Harry, I think if he did kill Harry, he could. But he never does. Oh, you think you think it's impossible to reach what it? I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I, I think it. I think you can reach it. 
because I think there are some, you know, because Dumbledore says like the happiest man in the world would just see himself in the mirror, but there, I don't think there is someone who's right. But I don't, but I, but I think that there is no happiest man in the world. Like, I think the point of the mirror that it will always be changing because as human beings, we always are seeking to better ourselves. So it's like, there is like, you always have a greatest desire there's always you always think life is greener on the other side so like an actor before they're famous their most their biggest thing could be that you want to be in these like big movies you want to have parts that you really like and then after you've like won your academy award and you've achieved that maybe your biggest goal is to have a family where you're not like in the public eye all the time you know yeah yeah, I was just posing the question. I didn't really have an answer. Yeah. I do think that they can change, though. Um, yeah, I said that, and I was touching on this earlier, like, I was surprised that Ron isn't one of the kind of people that wastes away. And I was thinking specifically of the locket, how he kind of, like, gives in to those thoughts, and he kind of wastes away with the locket in the seventh one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I just thought that was interesting. And I think... It could be that she just didn't want to have both Harry and Ron, like, obsessing over it, but... I also think it's because Ron's is something so trivial. It's like... But not trivial to Ron. Right, but I'm saying, like, even, like, if my, you know, I am an actor, even if mine were to be, and I don't think mine is, to be, like, successful in my career, if that's what I saw in the mirror, I would only really need to see it once. One... That's what I was thinking, that Ron has seen it, and now it's in his head. Right. But for Harry, he just wants to keep to keep going back. If you know, like yeah. if it if I could see myself with my granny again, yeah. like then I would want to go back more because that you know those exactly. people you can't yeah. be with. Yeah, yeah. I thought Hermione's was hard. She's a very complicated character for good, you know, good reason. Yeah. Um, I just love. The she doesn't have the emotional range of a teaspoon. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's like keeping up with the Kardashians <laughs> quote where um, I think Chloe says about someone she's like you're as interesting as a bucket <laughs> or no no she's as mysterious as a bucket <laughs> oh man that just I love keeping up um, I love the quote about the it does not do to, to dwell, dwell on dreams and forget to live. Yeah, but I also think he's being a little hypocritical because later he's like, in dreams we enter a world entirely our own. So uh, am I supposed to be dreaming or not Dumbledore? <laughs> what, is that the third one? Um, yeah, it's when uh, they're looking, Sirius has come into the room. They're like, should we tell Harry that Sirius is after him? Someone says that and then... Harry's, and then Dumbledore's like, no, let him sleep. In dreams, we enter a world entirely I feel like our own. That's the movie, though. Mm-mm, he, it's, it's also a quote from the book. I think I'm pretty sure. Yes. I mean, even so, like it doesn't matter. Like I still like this quote. I don't. I know. I do I, like yeah, this yeah. quote. And um, I, uh, think they, Molly, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I was just making a joke. Yeah. But um, as Molly knows, um. I'm trying to find what uh, Harry Potter quote I'm going to do as a tattoo. Um, 
and this was one of the ones I think about, but I'm too much of a dreamer to like. That's the one I <laughs> suggested on. for you. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I'm like too much of a dreamer to put this on my body because I do dream a lot, but. But I think it would be like such a powerful reminder. Not that you can't dream, but like you want to live them and not just dream them. Yeah. Cause I mean, I do like maybe once I've grown as a person, I'll put that one on. <laughs> Cause right now I'm still in my dreamer phase. Oh, yeah. My head always in the clouds. I had to, like, um, decipher what my note was. But, you know, I love talking about what my first thoughts were when I was reading Oh, please share. (laughs) So my youth musings, as I put it, was I always wanted Harry to, like, get Dumbledore the socks. And I believe that it was true. Okay, I'm jumping up and down right now, like, pointing at Molly because I always had the same thing i wanted this to come back i wanted yes, one I year always thought it was gonna Harry come back to gift for christmas or a birthday dumbledore some socks honestly at dumbledore's funeral i was like please bring back the socks please bring back the socks <laughs> i'm not kidding i am not kidding uh because I we always don't, it doesn't socks. pay off till the seventh one so you know it's you know that it's Ariana, really, that yeah, Dumbledore sees. Are you telling me that? Like, I don't... No, I thought that's what... No, no, I was explaining, because I thought that's what you meant about the payoff till the seventh Yeah, one. that's what I'm saying. It doesn't pay off that what it really is in Right, so I was one. saying just for the other people yes. that it was Ariana. I wasn't saying that to you. But, we like, Dumbledore wearing thing. socks and with Ariana, I think. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't fit. Yeah, that Dumbledore wears socks. That doesn't come up until the seventh one. I still... Like, I don't think it's his, like, greatest desire, but I do think what he said is truth. Like, that he did want sex <laughs> Agreed. Like, I don't I think, think he lied. I always get books. I think that was true. He just lied that it was. But that was my second note, was that I was upset that he, he, again, I don't like these lies that they come up with. I said Dumbledore could have just said, I too see myself with my family, and just left it at that, and left it like but as I, a little bit of a mystery. But no, I like this mystery better because you don't question it yet. You're like, oh, this is just another quirk from Dumbledore because he's very whimsical as we are right as Yeah, he is I do right love now. the whimsy. Like, and I think it's a better payoff in the seventh one where you're like, oh, this whimsical man, like, this little sock thing, like, even that Dumbledore is covering up. Yeah. This is this, it's part of the mask. It creates yeah. that mask. It makes me, like, sad and uncomfortable. But if, if so, if I was reading this, and it would just said, like, yeah, I see myself with my family, too, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought too much into that. I would have just been like, oh, he's old. He doesn't have any family left or something like that. Yeah. And it was, but it still would have been like a tiny bit of mystery. That, I, I like this better, but I, if, I, if I were Dumbledore and I, like that question got to me, I think I would have said something vague like that. Yeah. And not something whimsical. But I love the whimsy of Dumbledore. Like that's what I like about the yes. character. So I like what it is, but this is what I would have said, I guess. Uh, I don't need a cloak to become invisible. Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. That was like a whole nother. Hold on. Oh, okay. So my other note, I forgot. I was so busy talking about Ron. Um, was Dumbledore watching over him. He wants him to figure out the mirror. I starred this as like the other This is my thing that I said yeah. that was the foreshadow that was coming later. And I, th- more specifically, when Dumbledore is like, 
don't go looking for the mirror. Yes. I think it's like a, I'm telling you not to wink. I know you're going to because you're a child or a person anyway. Yeah. And we always want to do what we're told not to do. Or don't go looking for the mirror. Like, it'll find you. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I was like, this is some good stuff. We keep talking about the mirror. And I keep thinking about um, the musical Tommy. <laughs> Smash the mirror. <laughs> I actually don't know the musical Tommy. Um, my high school did it when I was a freshman, which is, I think, a wildly inappropriate show for high school. <laughs> um, Dumbledore always talking in riddles. This whole scene, like, it's our first real one that we get where Dum- where Harry's like, um, yeah, like, what's up with this mirror, dude? And Dumbledore's like, well, let's think about it. I don't it. think it's in riddles. No, like, it's He a, just says, what do you think it is? Well, well, like, what is it? Like, he's asking questions. And I'm not mad at him in this instance. But I think this makes him, like... Him. No, but I think that makes this a good... Oh, yeah. Like, a good yeah, teaching yeah. moment. Like, you, we get to see Dumbledore... He wants to see Harry think. Harry thinks testing, testing him. him. He's testing yeah. him. Because he's trying to see if he's ready for what is ahead of him. Yeah, and I, I just thought to bring it up, like, that's really, you know, this that happens over and over again in the books, and this is our first time you get to see that. Um, I also love, can I ask you something? Obviously, you've just done so, but you I can know, ask me something so else. so sassy. But it's so similar to in the seventh one, where Harry's like, can I ask you one more question, Dumbledore, yeah. you know, about like, and he's like, is this happening in my head? And oh, that's Dumbledore's like, of course this is happening in your head, but what why does that mean it's, it's not, not real? real? But why should that mean it's not real? Yeah, kind of. Ugh, best quote. Also, my note for the Dumbledore sock lie just says, why you always lying? That's just, a joke I would make. <laughs> I just would like to point that out. And that's all my notes I have. (laughs) Yeah, that was all my notes. All right, so I guess it's come to that point in the podcast where we do our chapter champion rename and other such fun things. So champion, I put Dumbledore. Oh, good one. What did you put? I put the Weasley twins and their love of their family. Of course I did. Um, And they were funny jokes. I just think that this scene with Dumbledore is so important. Yeah, I I love this scene. I I was like on the fence, but I don't know why I didn't pick Dumbledore, but yeah, I did Weasley twins. Um, And then for my rat, for some reason I almost put Dumbledore and now going, after we talked about it, I don't know why, but I was like mad at Dumbledore. Maybe it's just because he like lied to him. You were going to put Dumbledore in your champion and your rat? Yeah, like Mm -hmm. you did. But then I thought, in I don't know, still kind of a weird choice. I put the mirror because I think it's like cruel, like what it does to Harry, what it does to like most people, like wasting away. It's like... It's kind of, like, cruel how it shows you, like, what you want most in the world. Yeah. I Do you think know what I mean? Yeah, but I really love the weird, the, the weird, <laughs> the mirror as a magical object. Oh, me too, but I, I, I just picked it as my rat because I, I, I just think that. Yeah, I mean, I pick rats that I love all the time. Yeah. Speaking of, Ron is my rat. I really. Yeah, it, I noticed that you were really mad at Ron this chapter. Yeah, it just, uh, honestly, it's, like, and you're, you said it right earlier it is ignorance yeah. and like which is pri- still wrong and privilege but, but like um 
I also wasn't mad at too many characters, and I yeah. put Malfoy as my rat a lot of times. I thought about Malfoy, so, too. Um, but I was tired but of I, putting him as my rat. I was rat. tired of putting him as my rat, and honestly, he didn't even earn the title of rat because his jokes, it was so dumb. they were so dumb and ill thought out, and yeah. I was like, you don't even deserve the title of rat. So I gave it to Ron. And this is honestly kind of a long chapter because I think of it as two separate parts, like the mirror part and then like before the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that maybe I put Dumbledore as my rat, or I thought about Dumbledore as my rat because, um, one, because he lied to Harry, and Harry knows that he lied, which I think is kind of sad. Yeah. Because he says, I think that's the only time Dumbledore has ever But then he's like, after all, it was a pretty personal question. Which, it is a personal question. I almost, for our suggestion for our game, we should try to guess what our, each other's were, but I was like, no, it's too personal. I didn't even think about what mine would be. I tried to, like, Yeah, I started to try to think about mine, and then I didn't like where that train of thought was going, so I stopped thinking about it. Because it's sort of like with the Boggart, like, I don't know what my Boggart would be, and I think it's really hard until you get in front of a Boggart or the Mirrored Era said to know, unless you've had, like, something like your parents have both that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, Oh, I know what my Boggart would be, but I'll wait to say it. Okay, until the third. Yeah. But I, I don't actually know what it would materialize as, but I know what my greatest fear is. Because I don't have, um, I don't have, like, a thing that I'm, like, I don't have a material thing that I'm afraid of. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't have, have like, a thing, thing like thing spiders either. or something. Like, it would, so I don't know what mine would be. Mine would be something abstract. Because there's definitely things that I'm afraid of, but I don't know how it would manifest, like you yeah. said. Well, yeah, I think. The, the lie bothers me, especially because I think Harry's in such a vulnerable spot, like, not having this family, and, like, Dumbledore's someone that actually understands it, and yeah. he doesn't give him that, and he doesn't, like, say, yeah, I know what this feels like, and I think that's so horrible that Dumbledore's so self-centered that he doesn't want to get clo- that close to Harry, because it'll hurt him. That's true. I didn't think about it like that. And that does, that's always something that does bother me about Dumbledore. Like, and Dumbledore straight up admits it. He's yeah, like, I the, was afraid of loving the, you. Yeah, in the seventh one he admits it. And then in, like, and the, fifth in the fifth one. Yeah. The fifth one is where I start to get really mad at Dumbledore for it. Yeah. And it is like a selfish choice that Dumbledore makes. Like, it's in his best interest, not in Harry's. And I think that's really sad because I think that, it would be really good for Harry. I also think, but he has it, to be fair, him. with Dumbledore, I hate that I'm sympathizing with Dumbledore for this because it makes me really angry, but just for sake of argument, I think that Dumbledore also thinks it's better for the greater the greater good. I do too. If he doesn't get close to Harry because he's like, I, he knows I that need he to needs make him to do, do, make him do this, but he thinks he won't be able to accomplish that goal if he gets too close to Harry. Yeah, like I do think it's for the greater good, but I think that Dumbledore should you know, buck up and, like, yeah, you might get hurt, Dumbledore. Like, it might hurt you to do this. <laughs> yeah, I also, you know what's going to hurt? Harry having to die. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> Harry having to, like, as an 11-year-old, deal with the death of his parents by himself, and you are right there who knows exactly what it feels like. This is why I was mad. Now I yeah. know. <laughs> this is why I almost had him as my champion and as my rat. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. So... But I, I, yeah, I picked the mirror because I, 
I think in the same way, it's like a cruel thing yeah. to see that and not being able to change it mm-hmm. for Harry. So it's such a good, it's such a, I almost said episode, such a good chapter. I gave it a hundred points, which for me, that's like, that's a good chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You give it a hundred. See, now I wish I'm trying to like downgrade my points. No, you no, always do too many. I don't think it's, like to, you always do less. Maybe than me. I mean I should do mine more, but I'm just I'm keeping well, it with see, my so, scale. So I gave it fifty, but I'm upping it to seventy five because I also you only do gave really fifty. Yeah, because be, well because I don't know what our scale is. You do we, your own scale. All right, well then I'll give it a hundred too. Okay, I don't mean to copy, but no, I no. also like love this chapter, so I want my points to reflect. I think it's also just a beautiful chapter. Like, go, it does, like, give me a lot of emotions to read this yeah. chapter. Yeah. And I, I think she writes it beautifully, It too. gave me a lot to, like, think about, which, like I said earlier, like, it's not a chapter I've disliked, but it's not one of my, it hasn't been one of my, like, favorite chapters that I think about with the first one. And this was, like, one of the first times that I really thought about some of the deeper things, like, what she's trying to, like, convey. Like, what is she telling us? Yeah, and I, I think that's a really great point. Um, I also think it's a really great way to introduce this new magical object. Like, I think we're so used to the world because we we watch the movies all the time and we read the we read the books that this mirror, similarly to how we were talking about Quidditch, it's just like so amazing to think about this mirror, what you would want all the time, and I think it does stem from that pain like her like depression after her mom her mom died like what you know like a person who she is a person who would get lost in the mirror because she's someone who dwelled on the thing that she wants most you know what I'm saying I was you just made me think of something I think it would have been so cool if we saw the mirror again, like in the seventh one, like if it was stuck in the room of requirement with all the other stuff yeah. and he, if he had seen it and his greatest desire was like killing Voldemort or something like that. Like, I don't know. I just think that would have been so interesting yeah. or just seeing it again, which we kind of get to see it with like the stone. Like that's what mm-hmm. he wants and like that's what he does. Get. Yeah. See, I, that's what I'm saying. I think he would still see his family, but I think he would see his family um, with Lupin and Sirius, yeah. you know. All the people that have died for him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that would have been cool if you, if it was just, like, mentioned in, like, the room of requirement, in, like, the, the lost items room. But. Uh, wow. Uh, hindsight. Come on, JK. You can edit it in. <laughs> wow. Talking about the stone really got me upset, too. I'm gonna, I'm just sitting here about to cry at all times. I, I really love these characters, and I get... I guess this is the reason, this is what comes from me being such a hairy sympathizer, is he goes through so much, his life is so hard, and even within the series of the books, even after he gets out of this abusive house, his life is still so hard, yeah, and I like, just- grown up with such tragedy. And I just want him to be happy, so- I excuse everything. I know, done. and I always call you, you call out. me on it. I'm, glad, good, I'm good, glad that yeah. you call me on it, but um, I think sometimes I defend characters like just as a devil's advocate for you, and you do it to me. Like you were yeah. just defending Dumbledore because I was just I yeah, think that's and good. we ha- we have similar views on Dumbledore, but I yeah. think you know just for the sake sake of argument. Yeah, I think that's good. So chapter rename, um, mine is a little bit more whimsical than normal. I try and do like punny stuff. Which I try to do for this, but I end up just doing um, 
curiosity, desire, obsession. Ooh. Yeah. Look I was, at you. I was trying to do something clever like curious desire obsesses or like making it like a sentence yeah. but I couldn't come up with it so I just listed the... no I like that that's really yeah. good because I think he kind of deals with all that like he's curious with like with the whole cloak and then like the desire obviously Eris said and mm. then um it ends in like an obsession kind of yeah I love that and it you in this and you were really like also playing on what you picked up on a lot about Harry's obsessions. Yeah. Well, and those are all things that Harry kind of goes through. Mm-hmm. So. I really like it. What was yours? Mine just says, I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's good. You went with the, the pun, and I went with the whimsy. Um, yeah, so we're going to read some. Now we're going to just cheer up. And yeah. read some reviews from our our iTunes page because we got some new reviews in. Hint, hint. Um, write us more because we really like them. They make us happy. Yeah, and we'll read them out loud. Um, so we got a five-star review from Elizabeth the Hufflepuff, and she said, love it. Great podcast. I really enjoyed the most recent one. I can't wait for future episodes. And then we also got one from Proud Slytherin. And it was by um, M-O-N-I-Z-V-26. Um, it says, as a longtime HP fan, it's hard to find new ways to rediscover the magic, but this pod does a great job of it. Keep it up. Hashtag Slytherin, which is awesome. This makes us so happy. I know we're kind of like um, tooting our own horn by reading these, but we also just like really yeah. love it. Yeah, I mean, clearly we're, we do this because we love Harry Potter, so we like to... Like, we're going to talk regardless of people are listening <laughs> Yes. So we like to really, um, we like to interact with you guys because, you know, we want to talk to you about Harry Potter and about fan fiction, about your theories and about what you want to talk, want us to talk about. So keep up the postage. Okay. So what we have so far is Gryffindora has 20 points. Hufflepuff has 40 points. Ravenclaw has 20 points and Slytherin has 30 points. So you guys need to get reviewing and get your house some points. Um, and we'll read some of our favorite uh, reviews on the podcast, too. So that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. When we say favorite, we mean ones not given by people that we know. <laughs> or if it's, like, really clever, we love a good pun. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so next week, if you want to tune in... The chapter is uh, Nicholas Flamel, and the password is... How old he is. Yeah, how old is Nicholas Flamel? All right, thanks for listening. I'm Alex. And I'm Molly. And this is Potter Watch. Are we doing that at the end? I don't know. Oh. Mischief managed. Bum bum ba bum bum bum.